not have opinions. Just don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. Self-love is really about self-respect. Welcome to The Whole View. I'm Stacey Toth of Real Everything. I'm here each week to dive deeper into how we can find happiness and health inside and out through self-love, body positivity, and discovering new ways to be our best selves. This week, we are going to continue the discussion with Dr. Barry Tan. This is part two of episode 33 of season three. And we are going deep on vitamin E in this episode. I have some pressing questions of a controversial nature that I am hoping you listeners enjoy hearing Dr. Barry Tan answer. First, I want to remind you, if you have not listened to part one, go do that and then come back here and listen to the remainder of our conversation. Before we continue, a reminder, this podcast is for general education purposes, and while Barry is a doctor, he's not your doctor. We always suggest seeking appropriate treatment with licensed professionals accordingly. I imagine Mr. DNA from Jurassic Park whipping around the little tail <laughs> of tocopherol, I mean, um, tocotrienol. Yes, tocotrienol. Uh, DNA on all of these tumors. <laughs> what I do want to point out, I I don't want to have our listeners believe that we're saying that, you know, if you have cancer, you can just take this as a supplement and you'll be fine. That is in no way what we're saying. You know, obviously work with a medical professional to continue regular treatment and potentially discuss adding this supplement as additional step towards Mm -hmm. your health. And I will make sure that we get a link in the show notes for this reference so you can share it with your doctor because we want you to work with a medical professional, especially as it relates to cancer. We can't just supplement away or diet away cancer cells. So that said, the last thing is um, ironically the one that I wanted to talk to you about and what I ended up thinking was least interesting part of vitamin E once I started doing the research, which is the skin benefits of vitamin E. So as a skin expert, I wanted to kind of understand more why it was so beneficial to skin health. And I think now that listeners have seen how amazing it is for our overall health, it will not be a surprise that vitamin E supplements can be really helpful for certain skin disorders. Specifically, there is research showing dermatitis and eczema benefiting from vitamin E. So I would obviously talk about using it both topically and as a supplement internally to support your system. What I found in the research is that because it's naturally found in oils, as you mentioned, avocado, olive, sweet almond, sunflower, palm, um, many of those ingredients are going to include vitamin E naturally, but then there's also ingredients such as tocopherol and tocopherol acetate, which are added to skin ingredients. And I've I'll put a link in the show notes of all of the beauty counter items specifically that contain vitamin E, but I want to call out that nearly all of them do. And I would imagine that most skincare products are going to have that in in it because it is so health beneficial for your skin. So for example, the counter timeline, the counter match line, and all body lotions and facial oil all had those in them. Mm -hmm. But what was specifically 
interesting to me was that we have a line of sunscreen, Barry, like it's called counter sun. And we also have a balm. It's called Lotus Glow Cleansing Balm and it has the lotus plant in it. And my child with eczema years ago, those were the only two products that he wanted to use. And he swore by when he was younger. And I've always tried to figure out why those products versus some other brands specifically designed for eczema, for example, were more helpful for his skin than others. And I think that it was because it had vitamin C, omega-3s, and vitamin E in it. When I look at the ingredients, it has all of that. In fact, the cleansing balm is made with a base of mango seed butter, which is one of the top vitamin E-rich foods. So I think one of the things that was kind of interesting to me is to look at, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, if you just stick to you know, natural only products, like a lot of people are using coconut oil only or recommending petroleum jelly for conditions like these. The problem is, is that those don't have the nourishing skin superfoods, like the things that we've talked about today that work together to kind of help and get into some of that stuff. So I'll put a link in the show notes to the studies about the eczema and dermatitis. But for those listeners who are looking, you know, if you have these skin conditions, obviously reach out to me. I'm happy to also do a consult. It was, you know, very obvious that vitamin E is beneficial for skin conditions. And I think we've talked extensively about what the mechanisms yeah. on that would be. So before we we go into the differences, I did want to also tell our listeners that you can find vitamin E naturally in whole food sources. I'm a big proponent of, you know, synergistic whole food forms as being an ideal way to supplement, so to speak, right? Like if you're, if you're able to get vitamin E in a natural source from your dietary consumption, then that is going to be absorbed in an optimal way. So I think we've talked about a lot. It's found in plant-based oils, like nuts, seeds, fruits, and vegetables. It's it's also in wheat germ, sunflower, safflower, avocado, palm, and soybean oil, sunflower seeds, almonds, peanuts, peanut butter. And then in terms of um, plants and not just nuts and, and seeds, we see it in beet greens, collard greens, spinach, pumpkin, red bell pepper, asparagus, mango, and avocado. And then you also mentioned for the tocotrienol, rice, annatto, and what was the third one? Palm. Palm. Yes. Well, I covered that already. That's why I couldn't remember it. Okay, great. So when we are looking at the difference between the two, right? Like when we're looking at tocopherols and tocotrienols, what was interesting to me when I was doing the research, and I I have to tell you, I spent about eight hours trying to understand the difference myself. I'm just, I'm a questioner by nature. I'm a researcher. I, I like to understand these things. And what I had a really hard time understanding is the bioavailability and the absorption of tocotrienols. And we've talked about all of the studies that have shown clearly that tocotrienols are being absorbed in our body because we're seeing the beneficial results in these 2022 studies. Mm -hmm. But I did find a 2014 meta-analysis comparing the two of tocopherols and tocotrienols. And on one hand, the good thing was that it said that it was tocotrienols were 
beneficial in biological activities such as neuroprotection, radio protection, anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory, and lipid-lowering properties, which are not all shared by tocopherols. So that's great. But they went on to then say that the bioavailability mechanisms from five studies that they were looking at were showing evidence of it not being absorbable, that they were finding considerable amounts of tocotrienols detected in HDL particles and adipose tissues rather than in serum or, you know, other places that they would want to find it. And they were kind of then saying, we don't really know if it can benefit the way that we think that it can because of the bioavailability not really being absorbed. So I was wondering if you could help us understand what kind of, I don't know if so much has changed, right? But like, why is it that the 2014 study wasn't seeing what the 2022 studies are seeing in how much more beneficial adding tocotrienols versus the original most common forms are beneficial? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll use a metaphor to explain that. If you were to ask anybody else, Stacey, clearly you're well read in this area. Nobody will be able to answer. The only reason I'm able to answer is I, I do not spend my time studying all kinds of things. I have been studying this vitamin E, tocopherol, and tocotrienol for 40 years. Very few questions have never been asked me. And this one asked me often, but I know the answer like that. The example of this one on the bioavailability thing would be the metaphor of a, a four blindfolded individual and, and, and then they hold on to one leg, each one leg of the elephant. And they're trying to guess what that would be. One would be, say, a tree trunk, a bigger tree trunk, and then it's just a rod somewhere. And then one person would say that it's an elephant's leg. So therefore, it's like that. I gave that as an example. I don't know that metaphor is an example common in the US. I don't recall. My wife didn't tell me something. But when I grew up in Asia, I remember that is a common example. That one, 2014 study is like that. Do not find them in the blood. We were involved in that study and the alpha tocopherol was found in the blood. They said, what use is this? But that, if, if that were to be true, doesn't stack with the study today when we gave to people tocotrienol is clearly superior than tocopherol in every study we have done, including animal study. That means the picture of looking at vitamin E showing in the blood, where else the, the, the scientists who do this say that you see it's not in the blood. That means it must be pooped off or not absorbed. But that's not the only reason that that could be. But that is only the narrative that the, the scientists can do. At that time, I was troubled by the same. So I, we start to look at animal study. They were fine in the adipose tissue. They were fine found in the heart and in the other. In subsequent study, they found in the brain on the study, a million other things that I discussed to you about. So therefore, how do you correct that? That means that the way to see that things have been absorbed in the blood is insufficient, primitive, and not a good way to do it. And why do we do this? Because the FDA say this is not born out of people who do nutrition work. 
it came out from the FDA. If you're going to give somebody a drug that never been known, you got to show us that it go into the body and where it went. And normally you cannot poke around all the different organs. It's not allowed. So therefore you do in the blood. So therefore from there, we derive another short understanding. If it shows up in the blood, in, in the plasma, then it's good. See, then, then it's shortened again. But then when we did the tocotrienol, but the tocotrienol does not show up in the blood. And when it did the work, they typically did the work 12 hours after. Because conveniently, 12 hours after is when we, they look at the cholesterol reduction. You see, fasting cholesterol, your last meal is about 6 p.m., 12 hours you go to see the doctors in the morning, fasting stage about 8 p.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., like that. And then they don't see the to tocotrienol, see, in that window, but they see the tocopherol. So therefore, what conclusion did that make? The, the, the tocotrienol consume is useless. It didn't get absorbed. But right now, nobody dared to say that anymore. In 2014, 2010, and before, they did say that. It's just because they know that, wow, I sound like a Dumbo now. Because he said that, because I'm only looking at it 12 hours, he said like that. Even then, I asked the question, what makes you think that the window of opportunity must be 12 hours after? So that is only the window of convenience to look at it 12 hours because of the cholesterol thing. So therefore, we how do we prove that? We conducted the study with a catheter in people's hand and then have them take tocotrienol with a meal and look at it at one hour, two hour, five hour, six hours like that. And with that, we published the study. The tocotrienol was bioavailable, peaks at five, six hours, and rapidly dropped to eight hours gone. So after eight hours, not seen in the blood. So therefore, nobody dare say now the tocotrienol not absorbed. If it didn't, it didn't show up. But even that, we usually don't like to use the blood as a way to measure them because if it is functioning, say for fatty liver, say for fatty liver, then it had to show up in the liver, like that, not in the blood, you know. And if it's for breast cancer, we have to show up in the very fatty tissue of the ductile carcinoma. It's kind of obvious, you know. So therefore, looking at the blood, it's just reading the book by the cover. It's just just a, a face shot at it because it's an easy one. You can poke around. Right now, we have done many studies. None of the 20 to 30 clinical style we study, we are allowed to have any biopsies of anything, including fatty liver. You can only have a fatty liver biopsies if the patient has cirrhosis, hepatitis C, or liver cancer. It had to be something very serious. Otherwise, you're not allowed. Only of all the 20, 30 studies we have done over the 30 years, I'm only allowed once, and it's in the Texas study currently going on, on obesity, where we can use adipose biopsies, minimally invasive, but we can, we are allowed to do that in Texas. In none of the other studies we were allowed. In animal study, you can poke around everywhere, you sacrifice the animal, have all kinds of organ tissues like that, but, and that's where we learn them like this. So, so that answered the question that not absorbed in the, in it, not showing up, not, not absorbed, not showing up in the blood 12 hours later is no problem.
because we always show that it shows up. In fact, now we advise people, if you are trying to mitigate cholesterol reduction, you take you take the toko try, you know, with dinner time with a meal, and then it will peak five, six hours later, like 1 a.m. in the morning. And why did we advise that? Because, and most people don't know this, if you are treating hypercholesterolemia, cholesterol synthesis happen in the fasting stage. Because when you feast, you're consuming meat and other things that contain cholesterol, so the liver is not making cholesterol. But in, and five hours later, the tocotrine is highest when you are sleeping. I mean, the liver is trying to produce and mitigate that, and then that would be a good way to do that. I know it's a small little a nuance somewhere there like that. So I want to answer your skin health. So at least I answered that part because it bothers you in your reading on the bioavailability side. You have no problem. It is bioavailable like that. On the skin health, like what I explained just now is an inside out program. I read on the back of your wall, health from the inside out. When you apply on your skin, it's outside in. It's not inside out because it doesn't go to your gut, doesn't get absorbed like that. And then in your case, you get your gallbladder taken out. So you will have no, no not bowel salt, your, your body's natural ability to make a, a natural detergent is not there. So it can solubilize. So you got to take fatty food in a, in a, in a small bite. Otherwise, you're going to give you a problem like this. Normally, I don't know this kind of area well, Stacey. I know this well because I only study lipid-soluble vitamins and supplements. And lipid-soluble vitamins and supplements require fat for absorption. It's very difficult to get them in. One of the most difficult ones, you, you can see in the back molecule here, there's a long molecule of CoQ10 for ATP conversion our body needs. And in the front here, that's a tocotrienol molecule. And the antioxidant is way, I, I cannot see that. See the uh, oxygen group here and the CoQ10 also there like that. But you can see the CoQ10 molecule is really long. So it is so lipid soluble, it's nearly impossible to get this inside your body like that. All this to say, we need fat for absorption in our body. So in your case, you know, you'll probably need to take closer attention. If you need lipid soluble vitamin like vitamin D, vitamin K, fish oil, all this lipid CoQ10, if you take any of them, you, you take them with a meal because you're already hampered without a gallbladder for absorption. For other people that have a gallbladder, you do want to take this kind of thing with a meal because with a full stomach, it stimulates the gallbladder to produce bile salt. Bile salt is not produced uh, normally during a fasting stage, but only during a feasting stage like that. Having said all of those, I'll come back to your original question, skin health. But when you apply to skin health, you apply it on your skin. It does not matter to your gallbladder. You're not applied there. It is absorbed dermatologically like that. You mentioned a few things like that, tocopherol, acetate, tocopherol like that. I do not know from day one when I study skincare why people ever use vitamin E ester. Tocopherol acetate is an ester. Tocopherol palmitate is an ester. When you bind those kind of acetate and palmitate to a tocopherol, it renders the tocopherol or tocotrienol useless as an antioxidant. 
I ask many formulators why they did that. No, the people who produce the formulator don't even know about it. But the producer to do that, they say that it make the tocopherol and the tocotrienol more stable. Well, they make it more stable, but then it's useless in the application. Notice that in the plant kingdom, when they protect the vegetable oil, it's always the naked tocopherol, the alcohol itself, or tocotrienol, never the acetate and the palmitate form like that. So therefore, if you want the good, good for your eczema, psoriasis, archy skin, uh, all the way from hemectin property uh, like that, SPF property, and then all the way to the other end, hyperplasia, basal cell carcinoma of the skin. We have done this, all this kind of study in animal like that. We always use the free alcohol compared to the free tocotrienol, and the tocotrienol is head and shoulder above that of tocopherol. We've done this. We have done even animal study on this kind of skin cancer. We never get to do a study on skin cancer in human at this point. So all this to say, if you formulate in skincare to use uh, tocotrienol, because I don't want to mislead the audience, I, I cannot tell you anecdotal example because cancer is a big word and I like the way you qualify it. You got to talk to your doctor about this. But if you if, just go online and do it yourself, just type tocotrienol and cancer. You will be days and nights without and in terms of reading and other people publish on this. Nothing to do with us to do this. And the most active one would be Delta Tocotrienol. And then why, did, why is it like this? On this plant, Anato, this beautiful plant here, I want to show you in case you got a chance to show on video. That's it. We, we extract this Anato for coloring cheeses. We remove the color and then they have a large amount of tocotrienol to protect the oxidative damage of the color. See, the plant, by the way, the plant never make anything for you and I. We just got it into our head. The plant makes it for you and I. The plant makes it for their own survival. So in this case, it's a color. They, they use, notice that carotene in nature is always bound to the cytoplasm, the, the, the cell. So that if you were to carrot, the beta carotene doesn't come out. You almost have to blend. You do, even if you blanch, it doesn't come out. You have to cook them on a fry pan with some oil. Then you can leach some of the beta carotene. Oh, you can see it looking a little bit orangey color. So in the cytoplasm. Same thing with lycopene in tomato. If you make Italian sauce, you have to put oil and then you see the oil getting orangey like that. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that in nature, carotene is always protected. In crustacean, lobster, shrimp, yucky green, blue color, you cook them, the, the astaxanthin shows up. That In that case, they're bound to protein. You cook them, you deproteinate, then you see the color. This is the only lone exception. You, you touch it, it stains your hand. So it was then, I surmised 25 years ago, there must be something that protect this carotene color, at least expected it to be a tocotrienol. I most expected it to be a polyphenol. So fate has it. It is, a, it is a vitamin E molecule, not a polyphenol. And more unexpectedly, it's a tocotrienol. And most unexpectedly, it contained the two most potent vitamin E, which is the delta tocotrienol and gamma tocotrienol. If you go online, 
done by other people uninfluenced by me. You put delta tocotrienol and protection of X, Y, and Z, whether you put cancer or liver or whatever, you're going to see delta tocotrienol. The anato produced 90% of the vitamin E as delta tocotrienol. So all this to say, if vitamin E were to mitigate any chronic condition, probably the anato tocotrienol would be the best example of it. I didn't manipulate anything. The plant makes it this way. I'm just fortunate to discover this. So that's why I'm spending all this decade doing this research. Hopefully that you'll bear some usefulness to the listener to, or to the people who can apply this. So anyway, for skincare, it had SPF value, hemactin property, reduce inflammation, reduce oxidation from that thing all the way to bringing the normal, making the normal cell whole again in terms of that could be hyperplasia, metaplasia to neoplasia or all the way to that extreme. So I hope I answered part of your skin question. Benefit. Yeah, no, that's super <laughs> helpful to understand and also explains, you know, when I was doing research with the company that I partner with, they only had one product that had tocopherol acetate in it and it's used more it's it's not used as a skin the reason that they're using it is it's an eyeshadow it's not the same as in all the skincare products and everything else the sunscreen they were using the whole food sources like you're saying that have more protective benefits and we see that in ingredients if listeners if you want to look up like your products it would be something like sweet almond oil squalane sunflower seed oil palm oil mango seed butter oil, all the things that we've talked about, the original sources that are high in vitamin E, mm -hmm. all of those ingredients would have that as a whole food synergistic form of vitamin E that's going to be more protective and more nourishing for you versus the the call out that you made, Barry, which is very helpful to understand is, you know, once you've kind of separated, it doesn't have the same beneficial effect, which, you know, we've, we've said about a lot of supplements for a long time, right? Like there are so many supplements that people are buying and using that aren't beneficial to their health as much as they think, mm -hmm. because it needs to be fat soluble, or it needs to be in combination with another vitamin or mineral to properly be absorbed in the body. And when you extract it, you know, not only does it become unstable, but your body can't use it as well mm -hmm. that way. So that is all super helpful. And I know we've gone a really long time listeners. Thank you, Barry, for your patience. I, I like to leave listeners with something positive where they feel empowered and can take action oriented steps towards their best selves. So as a kind of like wrap up, I'm wondering, Barry, if you have three things that you would recommend for our listeners to help improve health and slow chronic disorders as it relates to vitamin E, what would they be? Okay. As to our content of talking, then I have personally taken tocotrienol nearly half of my life. And I found it useful in terms of slowing my aging process like that and, and reducing my inflammation. As to things outside a supplement, enough sleep is good. I try to do seven to eight hours of sleep each day. In terms of exercise, which I consider important, I'm not a serious jock person, but I would walk typically four or five miles a day like that. A little bit more difficult in the wintertime in New England, but I try it when I can. And in the summer and springtime, it's a lot easier. And in terms of diet, I try to reduce eating a lot of carbohydrate 
and then uh, I'm, I do eat meat, but reduction uh, of the amount of meat and eat more vegetable and beans. They have a lot of good amount of vitamin K. Another time you can interview me on the vitamin K, very good thing. And in terms of nothing that is dietary or exercise or nutritional supplement, I think that life is precious and is valuable and you know expressing love and kindness to people is always important and uh, i try to do that and and be uh, aware uh, self-aware and aware of others around me so i, I like to those are the few things that just pop in my mind. Oh, I love that so much. I love that. I mean, I hear so often like get enough sleep or, you know, eat foods that nourish you. But being kind to others and yourself is critical to well-being. It just, if you're living in a constant state of anger, it's going to negatively affect your, your health all the time. So I do want a caveat because you said reduce carbohydrates, but then you said increase plants and beans. One of the things that I like to do, and maybe it will help you speak to this, is to refer to that as fiber. So yes. like, I feel like there's less dietary dogma around saying increase your fiber instead of saying reduce carbohydrate. Cause I feel like naturally if yeah. we're increasing our fiber with plants and beans and these kinds of things, if we're adding sweet potato, we're going to naturally reduce things like unnecessary filler foods that sometimes are great for our emotional health, right? Like sometimes we want a biscuit because that's what our grandmother made and it feels really good. But by and large, if we are focusing on increasing nourishing foods like plants and beans and things with five, then I feel like I don't have to then say go low carb, which can feel like diet culture. Does that make sense? Yeah, that I think that is a that's a good, important nuance to add on. I right now, no no time to discuss, but maybe you can do a research and interview other experts in this. When we eat a lot of these beans, and not referring to flatulence, sometimes people have that. A lot of these beans and a and, and high fibers diet. I'm only recently got to this, so it's a segue, but a segue that is important. They contain a lot of phytate. You get P-H-Y-T-A-T-E, phosphate-related group, and they, they trap and capture minerals which means they're not absorbed so well. And the one that matter the most is zinc. And zinc is connected to 300 different kinds of a body function and metabolism. So I'm trying to read that piece. I'm no expert in this, Stacey. I'm just reading on this. And I said, whoa, well, zinc deficiency is an immune thing, muscle function thing, people with cystic fibrosis thing, and, and people with inflammatory bowel, just go on and on, you know? And I said, oh, so, so if you find that some people are doing all the right thing and still have melody and no energy, you may ask them to have a check on the body level of zinc. If the zinc is low, it could be a, a, a large consumption of phosphate-related compound that prevent the absorption of zinc. And if it is, it's a simple solution. Zinc is a nothing cause, but, but it is often unidentifiable, connecting to so many other melodies. So it's not something pinpointable because it's involved in 300 over function. So I just thought if it is, 
If you find other expert to interview them, if you ever find that, just send me an email. They'll bless me without end. I'm no expert. <laughs> okay. I'm just a reader in this. I said, wow, you know, I did not know that this is important, you know. Yeah. So, so no, that- micronutrient deficiency in general, we have found, you know, either because the ailment is because of the micronutrient deficiency or Mm -hmm. vice versa. Sometimes your body is unable to absorb a nutrient because of, you know, something else that's going on in the system that can be worked out. So I feel like, you know, looking at micronutrient deficiencies is always a really good idea. I myself, um, do like test strips at home that I can pee on, which doesn't help with fat soluble vitamins, but at least with water soluble vitamins, I can see when my body is absorbing more magnesium and vitamin C, for example, I know I'm stressed and I need to sleep more and and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think when I travel, this is my tip for you because you seem interested in zinc. When I travel, I always order oysters and shellfish when I'm out at restaurants (laughs) because my body... I'm, I'm more stressed and I'm more exposed to different, you know, viruses or things that are out in the world that aren't my usual environment when I'm traveling. And I find I'm knock on wood. I don't get sick when I travel. And I know a lot of people who do. And I think if you focus on supporting your immune function with zinc, with vitamin C, when you're out and traveling, it can be beneficial. I also don't drink alcohol and I prioritize my sleep, which I think helps. So, (laughs) all right. Well, I think that your tips are really great. I love Love, love your last one to be kind to yourself and others. I think it says a lot about who you are as a person that that would be on your list of of things to incorporate. And I want to remind our listeners that if you want to connect more with Barry and you want to read more about tocotrienols and all of the things that it can do, you can go to barrytan.com, his Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. He also has an ebook and we'll put a link in the show notes for all of that for you so that you can look into it more. Thank you, Barry. And I want to thank you listeners for showing up and acting with compassion and consideration and hearing us out today. We appreciate your willingness to be open to change, to learning and growing as a person. No one is perfect, but in learning and unlearning, we can become better versions of ourselves. So have a great week and I'll talk to you again next week. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.